Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and guess what? Clown is Down is back on the show. This week, we are talking about our dumb old jobs. But before we get to our dumb old jobs, there are a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, toy reviews every single week, every Monday and Wednesday, sometimes more often. This week on Monday, I put up the first review from NECA's Holothon, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Fugitoid from NECA's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, their new Mirage-inspired series of figures. I'm a huge fan of the character Fugitoid, uh, going back to the original Mirage comics. So I reviewed this figure. Uh, and it broke while I was reviewing it. So that's always an exciting thing to have happen uh, in the midst of a review. So tune into that. And then on Wednesday, which I am recording this on Wednesday, and I, I still haven't watched Dynamite. I, I've, I've got to make this happen tonight, soon. Uh, I reviewed Chris Statlander from AEW Unrivaled Series 8. Uh, so both of those reviews went up this week. Next week, I've got more Holothon stuff. Uh, I haven't decided... Whether or not what I'm going to do for Wednesday, but I have been putting. Uh, if you follow Needless Things on Instagram, uh, or if you're in the Needless Things podcast Facebook group, I've been asking like, "Hey, what do you want me to review?" Because I've got some more Holothon stuff. I've got some wrestling figures. Uh, I've got some Marvel Legends. Uh, so check those out and uh, cast your vote. Uh, I would also like to announce. Speaking of other projects. The Audible Interlude podcast, which is the G.I. Joe podcast, is moving to twice a month. Last week, the first episode of April came out. uh, And then sometime around April 17th, 18th-ish, wait, 15th, 16th, 17th, probably the 18th, uh, we will be releasing a second episode, and this will be the format going forward. You get Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, twice a month uh, going forward. We're experimenting with how we want to do the format for right now. We're doing a very news-heavy episode on the first uh, release of the month, and then the second release of the month... We'll dip back in. If there's news to cover, we'll talk about some stuff, and then we'll do segments. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that works out, how the balance works out. But for right now, I'm very happy with it. I'm excited. You're going to get twice as much Audible Interlude. Uh, and also, Audible Interlude will be at Joe Fest in June. So tune in to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, to learn more about all of that. Uh, I also want to mention the newest episode of Audible Interlude. Uh, There is an opening of Sweet Interlude, a Strawberry Shortcake podcast, because that episode was released on April 1st, April Fool's Day. So we did about 15 minutes of a Strawberry Shortcake podcast. Now, we did do it as an April Fool's joke, but it was all very earnest uh, discussion about our pal Straubs. So go check that out. And actually... 
Well, no, it's it's uh, if, if hopefully some of you ordered the sweet interlude T-shirt that was available very limited for one week from the Needless Things T Public Store. That's right, there is now a Needless Things podcast T Public Store uh, where, like I said, the the sweet interlude shirt is no longer available, but you can still get Audible interlude shirts. There is a Needless Things podcast shirt up right now, uh, and I will be adding new designs as we go along. If you would like to submit a design for Needless Things, if you have a great idea, uh, send it along, let me know, uh, and maybe we can get your design onto a t-shirt. It's not really a big deal, but it's, it's honestly, like, it's a little bit of a hassle to set up the tea public thing. So if you're like, I don't want to do that myself, uh, let me know. We'll work out the money, we'll work out whatever. Uh, if you want to do a design for Needless Things, let me know. Uh, so yeah. Audible interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, big things happening there. And I want to talk a little bit about the Sparks show that I saw, oh gosh, was it last week or the week before? I don't even know. I'm so old. Everything's falling apart. Uh, I went and saw the band Sparks. If you've not seen the Sparks Brothers documentary, it's currently available available on Netflix uh, and also on Blu-ray, which I bought the Blu-ray at the concert because it's got a bunch of extra stuff on it that's not on Netflix. Uh, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, two 70-plus-year-old guys rocking out. Balls to the wall rocking out for two hours. Uh, I get to see it with my buddy Noel and with our pal Sharon. And it's it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I feel very privileged to have seen it because I don't know if these guys will tour again. Uh, and it was incredible. I, if, if you're not familiar with Sparks... Uh, I think one of the taglines of the documentary is it's your your favorite band's favorite band. Uh, th- just watch the Sparks Brothers documentary. That's my my highest recommendation. And from there, you will seek the music out. Uh, I don't think I've really got anything else too major to cover. Uh, it's been I I've the my day job is where I do most of my research and stuff because we do have a little bit of downtime there. So like in between working i'll see oh what toys are coming out what what do i need to talk about on the show intro what's happening blah 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 whatever uh but they keep upping our internet security so there's so many i can't get to toy arc anymore i can't get to galactic hunter anymore uh there's so many sites that i just can't get to for news on a regular basis and when i'm at home i'm not sitting here on the internet like looking for toy news so that that uh, that pretty much wraps up the intro for this week, which is okay because we've got a great show, Pete and Keith. I love talking to those guys. I love listening to those guys. Check out Clown is Down. Uh, it is. It might be. I guess I can go ahead and say it's my favorite podcast. Uh, they are also twice a month, or, or every, I think every other week is what they said. I don't know. Listen, listen to the episode. They they nail it down. Uh, but just add it to your Spotify. Uh, that's I, I've found that's the best place to listen to podcasts for the most part. Uh, but there you go. And now it is time for me to sit down, talk to Keith and Pete about our dumb old jobs. Okay, so so I thought the new Lego Star Wars was just going to be like remastered 
and maybe a, some new features of the old games. Yeah. It's com- it's a completely new game. Is it an Great open world it. game? Uh, yeah. Once you oh, wow. once you unlock each story, you can go to that go to all of the planets in that movie and just roam around. Like I just finished Phantom Menace. Okay. Yeah, I've seen people like playing as Greedo and playing. Uh, yeah. Seeing you, people do do things as the characters. I'm like, I, you know, can you play as Greedo? This guy's shooting up the cantina. I don't think that's in any of the what movies. Are you Have you got dynamite in the background? I yeah, I'm not. Turn, <laughs> turn that off. What are you doing? You're gonna, I don't want any spoilers. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we're done. Um <laughs> so so yeah, it's completely new game and it's massive. Like even with looks the, it looks great. It's insane. Yeah. Like even just within each level. There's so much because the old games you could kind of as you go, it's very linear. And right. as you go through the level, you just pick up all the, the coins and like there's some things you have to unlock later, but you get the majority of it just while you're playing the story. This one, you can't even do that. It's it's so big. Hmm. Uh, it's it's wild. So anyway, it, yeah, it I looks was, it looks really good. All the characters look fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's really well done. And you got um, you got the steel box? Did you get that? Yeah, steel box yeah. Box? If you ordered it from Best Buy, you got a steel book that they ship separately for some reason. Like I got the game in one envelope or in a box, <sighs> and then the steel book was in an envelope. And I'm I'm glad it wasn't like crushed or anything. But I I gave that to Phantom Junior because he's we each have our own copy because he's got a PS5. Oh, okay. Oh wow. So he's playing on that. But uh, nice. once we get far enough into the game, we'll start doing like multiplayer or whatever. But for right now, we're both like, oh, I didn't even know you could do multiplayer. Also. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's it is, according to him, greatly improved to the point where like, you know, in the old, old Lego games, if you're doing multiplayer, you get too far ahead and it yanks the other person forward or it's like something like that. You can do completely different things like you can go to a whole different area. Oh wow! At the same time, it's it's wild. That's this, pretty cool. This game's unbelievable, and I like. I've only just scratched the surface, but we're not here. <laughs> we're not here with uh, these lovely fellows, Pete. Hello, and Keith. Hey, from Clown is Down, one of the greatest podcasts available. Woo. We're not here to talk about Lego Star Wars, although we could another time. Yes, we're here to talk about our dumb old jobs. <laughs> dumb old jobs hell yeah so we this was supposed to happen a couple of months ago and just scheduling stuff happened we we rescheduled a couple of times but now we're doing it we're here we're ready to talk about our dumb old jobs but before we do uh keith i asked pete if uh you wouldn't mind doing a little research <laughs> to find out when people started having dumb jobs like <laughs> when when did it oh. go from i wake up in the morning and go to the field and, uh, you know, wax the cows and plow the chickens and, and whatever else to I go to an office and do bullshit. Well, uh, I did look it up and, the, the, and Pete and I talked about it for a minute. I was like, you know, it's just funny when um, you type it up. It is the world's oldest profession. <laughs> one of them. One of them it is <laughs> prostitution. Yeah. so that seems to be the first job that is a service-based thing for money rather than i have to do this so i don't die that's that's 
from from what I understand and what I saw, that was that uh, makes sense. It, it's I, I was going, oh come on, it, that I, I've always heard that say, uh, I've always heard that saying, but I didn't realize that yeah, it was a uh, a real saying. The original services. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easy to come up with. The skill set is pretty basic. Uh, now I I've never been a prostitute. Have either of you guys done any? No prostitution in your lives i'm not i'm not gonna say i've never been fucked for money but <laughs> I, I think it might be on a completely different level um so uh we're we're gonna talk about you know obviously we're all now professionals doing whatever it is we do uh but in the past we have had a, a variety of jobs among us uh, you know you when you're young you just want to make that money. Uh, you take whatever you can get. And for me, I did. I never had a grand plan. I never had a, I want to take this path to achieve this thing. It was always just, all right, well, I either got fired or I quit. Now, how can I make that same amount of money with my skill level <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps even a little more? So we got to go back to the beginning to start. Um, my first job, very first job I ever had, uh, was 15, Chick-fil-A. Ooh. That that was the starter for me. Uh, it sucked. There was, there was really nothing good about it. You had to wear a, a polyester uniform. Uh, you had to have, you, you your hair had to stay trimmed. Like the manager would tell you, like, looks like it's time for a haircut. And he wasn't being like, ha ha, I'm old white guy. He was dead serious. It's time oh, for man. a haircut. <laughs> uh, now, I did have some great friends working there and made a couple of good friends working there. But overall, that job just absolutely sucked ass. Minimum wage, obviously. Uh, and I, I was I don't know how long I was there, but I ended up leaving because one of the benefits was you don't work on Sunday. And that was, you know, I would plan things for Sundays or whatever. And one week they said, all right, well, we're having a meeting on Sunday. And I was like, I, I thought we didn't do that because we're, that's God's day or whatever the reasoning is. And he was like, well, yeah, we don't open on Sunday, but we have meetings on Sunday. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm out. This is dumb. Like, I'm not, I was putting up with this because I knew I could count on Sundays off. And now you want me to come in on a Sunday. So I, I, I believe I showed up the day before that Sunday and hand turned in my uniform. Like, I think, I don't know if I knew, I don't know if you were supposed to do that or not, or if I was under the impression, you. Yeah, but I, I, I turned in my polyester Navy blue pants and my uh, red and I think it was red and gold, like, like red shirt with little gold pinstripes. Like you turned in your badge and gun. Like, I've yes. Had enough, I've had enough yes. of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. And my badge, too, because I had a little, the little name yeah. tag, the little uh, Chick-fil-A name tag. So, uh, yeah, that that sucked. Did either of you guys I have a no, nice... I had no idea stuff? they they did any kind of Sunday stuff. Is it Was that just your in general, individual store? Or? They're not supposed to, oh, uh, but I don't know if that is a, a common thing there. Or what the deal is. So, you know, I'm not too sure. I was at a, my, my first job was, uh, I was saying 15, it was at a Burger King. And it, I actually had a good time. Um, I mean, I was only allowed to work weekends um, at the time. So I, I did uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah. 
But the manager we had there, the, the one thing I remember about him was he used to sit in the back and he would just eat out of a, um, he would just eat out of a box of like, I can't remember if it was Fruit Loops or, uh, or tricks. And he would just have a box of cereal and he would just eat and watch us. Access to an entire restaurant. <laughs> but you had to pay for that. Oh, right. he yeah, was, you know, this is trash can food. He was living the life. He worked his way to the top. Yeah. And I uh, decided it was Fruit Loop time. I'm going to sit here and watch these peons burger it up. These high gonna... school kids in Gwinnett. Oh, County. he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He did not care if, like, you know, our shirts tucked in or, I mean, I would have my hat on backwards and I'd just be, oh, my job was to look, was I would do dishes and clean out the, uh, uh, clean the dining room and uh, load the burgers on the conveyor belt to be cooked. <laughs> That's all I did. Like boom, boom, boom. Was there any any one thing that was like? Because at at Chick Fil A, the two worst things you could do were filleting the chicken breasts, which was you had uh, I think they came in bags, big massive bags of frozen chicken breasts, and you are you have gloves, but they do not they, they don't keep you warm at all. So you sit there back there for like an hour, mm-hmm. um, oh. pulling tendons out of these oh, chicken God, breasts. Yes. Oh. With your hands just fucking frozen, like it was is miserable. And then the other bad job, the probably the worst job, was making the lemonade uh, because it was all freshly squeezed lemonade. Mm. So it would literally be you get the big bag of lemons. Uh, you did this after closing time or at the end of the day, uh, and you get there's they've got this giant juicer, and uh, these lemons are also very very cold. So once again, your hands are freezing it's fucking miserable but the problem with this again they're giving you those little like clear plastic gloves that tear oh yeah this, too yeah. hard the old hair dye gloves yes yes exactly mm-hmm. so they give you those gloves and you sit there and just juice the lemons but mm. of course you get holes in the gloves if you get any hangnails or anything lemon juice just going uh. right into them it's spraying back into your eyes like it's, it's horrible horrible work you're a Burger King equivalent. Oh, my burger. Oh, this is this is horrible. Okay, remember everybody, this is 1990. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sure that like if anybody got caught doing this, they'd probably be like, this is a big no-no. Oh no. But, but one of the managers would have us go in the back and we would have to stomp down the dumpster, the garbage in the dumpster, <laughs> up in it and stomp oh, it down no. to get oh. it lower. And he would put boxes down. We would put like uh, we would unfold boxes and put it on top. And he's like, "I want you to just jump in there to mash it down because, oh, because <laughs> this is this is like one of the, I did it in one day, and I don't know if they did this all the time, but <laughs> I just did it. This is toward the end when I quit. I like, uh, yeah. but I, I didn't quit so. because of this. I quit because I was my mother was like, you, you're not doing well in school. You have to stop. Oh working. no. <laughs> but uh, cause I was having a blast up there. See, uh, just... see, my parents were the opposite. They were like, you're not doing well in school. So you better hang on to a job. And uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like your career path is going to be in the food yeah. service industry. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. My first job was for the, uh, for the clown. Uh, actually it was a short lived job, but it was, uh, it was gross, man. It made me just, uh, I, I hung out at this McDonald's a lot before I started working there. I think I was around four. I want to say 14 for some reason. I don't know why, but it probably was probably 15. And, um, 
it was the grossest thing ever. It made me never want to eat at a McDonald's ever again. Was it the one up the street? Yep. From yep. us? Uh, oh. I, I think I actually only worked there for like two weeks. Uh, and then uh, I left. I was just, I was done with it. They, they screwed up my schedule on a daily basis. They would call me. This was during the summer and they would call me and be like, you're supposed to be here. I'm like, no, I'm not on the schedule. <laughs> I'm not working till later. They're like, oh, well, we changed it yesterday. Oh, and, and it was just, it was gross. I can still smell. I know what the kitchen smells like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It repulsed me. I had to do the same thing Keith did, it, you know, jumping on trash. And just, I was like, the magic of fast food was was <laughs> gone was gone for me completely. There's nothing quite like a fast food, because I, I worked in a number of food places for years. And there's nothing quite like the kitchen smell of a fast food place, because you've oh, got yeah. bleach and grease. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the grease trap. Yeah. Oh, uh, which mm. which was the uh, probably actually the ultimate worst job at Chick Fil A, but but it only got I don't remember how often it got cleaned out, but it was you know it wasn't every night like the other stuff, right? But the smell like when they would open up because it was in a uh, you know the the metal panel that's on top of your water uh, right gauge or whatever in the front yard. It was like one of those in the floor under the cookers, mm-hmm. just taking the top off of that thing. Uh, the smell that came out was was like I've never smelled anything. I've probably smelled worse things, but I've never smelled anything that powerful and, and significant and unique. Uh, w- w- I, I, I've got that beep when we get to a, a different job. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Well, we talk about the, the grease trap is when um, the, the grease trap guy comes to suck out all that grease. Right. That when that that when that vehicle rolls up, I'm like, uh, man, I I'm, hope you guys are getting paid because that thing that is nasty smelling. And when it stays with you. Yeah. You never forget it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing about working in fast food is you smell like wherever you're working all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's 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 like being a smoker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't you you feel like you can't shake that smell. No matter what, and it permeates those polyester. I had that stupid yeah. <laughs> McDonald's polyester uniform that I gave back for some reason. I don't know why. I because I used to walk. I used to walk to work. I, I lived close enough that I could the walk or skate. Didn't you feel like though you were even though because I had you I we had to buy our clothes at Chick Fil A mm-hmm. like we had right. to buy the uniform. I I realized but I that felt now. like I was supposed to. It came turn out it of my in. it came out of my check. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a shirt and a hat, and I the hat super comfortable. For a McDonald's hat, I was like, "Oh, I love my Burger hat." Yeah, this is a I great hat. Uh, See, we were not a, we were not even allowed. There was no option uh, for hats at Chick Fil A. They they uh, yeah, wanted that. They were very head oriented. I don't know why I uh, I don't know why I gave it back. I paid for it. I remember being annoyed that it came out of my check, and I said, yeah. "Hey, I paid for this uniform. Why am I giving this back? Are you giving <laughs> me my money back? I'm not an idiot. I'm I'm 15. I'm not a moron." I think there was a Chick-fil-A web belt too, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> One of those belts with the slider yeah. buckle, probably, you know? Probably had like the logo. Yeah, on it. I think it yeah. had the little I, I think I'm not positive about that, but I think so. It's funny that that McDonald's, I plotted that when they, they said no. The 1950s and, themed yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ended up going, that's how I ended up getting a job with that Burger King. And it was like I was so mad because I was like, dude, I could totally just walk up here. I think I applied there as a joke, too. Yeah. Like, like we used to skate in the parking lot and yeah. hang out and smoke cigarettes inside. And I really think I applied as a joke. And they were like, be here tomorrow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sweet. Damn it. I, I feel like there's a 
pretty good revolving door going on at most right. McDonald's locations. Right. I didn't. Yeah, this was a suburb McDonald's in Gwinnett County in the early 90s. You know, I, I think they had plenty of uh, plenty of kids to run through their mill. Plenty of shiftless layabouts coming yeah. through. Uh, so I left Chick-fil-A and moved on to, to greener pastures in many ways. Uh, <laughs> at Blimpy. Oh, Blimpy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keith, what was that noise? I just, I'm just sort of thinking about Blimpy. I was like, it made me immediately think about uh, the bottom rung of the sandwich tier. No, no. I, I, Blimpy, I think I, Subway's below Blimpy, isn't it? Are they? Blimpy, I, I don't know. I, Blimpy, well, it was back then, I think. Blimpy had a, um, I liked how they, how thin they did their lettuce on their subs. <laughs> it was like, in when, lettuce? Well, it was weird. It was like, uh, I don't know. You you know, uh, they better not to. Do you know how there. we achieved that magical lettuce? Was That's it just weird. on a slicer? Yes. Yeah. You just, just take the head of lettuce, yeah. put it on the slicer, and that's it. And but you, you make your Yeah. But the only thing that we, because we, we used to like laugh at Blimpy. In uh, lettuce. I remember we were like, uh, we were like, just don't ever buy like, just don't don't get a club, just get a veggie sandwich because their their meat is so thin that it doesn't even taste like it's there. Ghost I mean, meat. I, I don't. This this <laughs> would have been, I guess I might have been at Chick Fil A for a full year because by the time, maybe a little over, yeah, surely it wasn't that long. But I was when I went to Blimpy, I was seventeen. Oh no, I think I was sixteen. And you couldn't operate the slicer until you mm. were 17. I was thinking it was 18, but that can't be right. That can't be. They, um, they, they never get anything by, sliced. Well, and oh, by eight, by 18, I was I was on to somewhere else. So yeah, I guess it was 17. You could use the slicer. Uh, but oh. Blimpy was where I smoked weed for the first time mm. in the kitchen at Blimpy. Right. There's, there was a guy there, uh, I won't name names, statute of limitations, who knows what it is. Uh, we'll just call him Kevin, because that was his name. Um, <laughs> so many Kevins out there. But really, uh, like, super redneck party dude, but really, really nice guy. I, I should have been nicer to him than I was, but he was the assistant manager. Uh and I just couldn't get past the redneck party dude thing, but he was, he, he was, it was a nice guy, but yeah, he uh, smoked some weed out of a uh, little dugout with that guy in the kitchen. That got to be a regular thing. If you worked at night with Kevin, you're going to get high in the kitchen. It was just Kevin going Jim. to happen. And, and how did, how does your brain work that you're in the kitchen at Blimpy? People come into the restaurant to order food. You open the kitchen door. Cause there was actually a door to the kitchen. And clearly, marijuana smoke is going to waft out of the kitchen. Like, it's, it's when you're a kid, you just think you're never going to get caught for anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you, you, just, you don't have enough experience in the real world. Like, if we walked into a blimpy uh, being our age or hell, 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, and saw the door open and we'd be like, all right, right on. These guys are working at blimpy. They're teenagers working at I don't care. Right. But I know What's the happening? score. You know, Who's going to make sure they wash their hands? Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can remember you, know, you taking the toilet paper roll and dryer sheet in it and blowing through it. And like, oh, <laughs> no one will ever figure it out. And all the sprays, yeah, right. for, your, sprays for your car and stuff. And, <laughs> well, well, it's they'll, like when you, they'll never smell the car if it smells like a well, new orange. It's, it's like when you're a little kid lying to your parents and you just think you've come up, you know, like you've, you've totally fooled them. And then you become a parent 
hearing little kid lies and you're like, it's, oh, this is so obvious. How, how much bullshit did I feed my parents? Like at what point did I, did my brain kind of configure to the point where I was like, okay, I can't tell my parents dumb lies anymore. Like right. how long did it last? What was I like, you know, 16, 18, 24. When, at what point did I calibrate well enough to have an adult brain that understands like, this is obvious bullshit. It was the day that your child did it to you. <laughs> I probably did take that long. Yeah. And, and you're, like, you're like, oh, and, oh damn. And, and it all just fell away. Like your entire yeah. life of at, lies to your at parents. At one was time, just like, the curtain is pulled back. Oh, they know everything. And that actually, I'm glad that came up because uh, one of the things that Kevin, Kevin was, he seemed fucking old to me. He was probably like 22 or something. <laughs> Bro, he probably <laughs> wasn't even 22. He was probably like a 20 year old. And at that time, you probably saw him as like this old I, guy. I, I, seriously, like at the time, I, in my head, he was probably like 30 something, but yeah. I, I doubt it. Uh, but he told me at one time, uh, he was like, Your parents, they know a whole lot more than you think they do. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, fuck, what does that mean? But then I promptly <laughs> forgot it. And, yeah. you know, uh, so what was, what did you guys move on from our, I like that we all have these glorious fast food beginnings yeah. Yeah. and that they're from three separate, you know, cornerstones of fast food. Yeah. The, the, the pillars of fast <laughs> the food. Pillars. And then we all kind of <laughs> fell into, uh, well, my second job was at a place called Backyard Burger. Oh God. And uh, they built one, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, a block away from the Burger King. Um, I was there too. Right. And I bet you go ahead. When they built it, like. Everyone applied there. Like uh, everyone we knew in our circles was like, oh, they're building a new place. Let's all go work together. And me and my buddy at the time, uh, we we were the we were the grill cooks. And okay. it was it was very uh, uh, it was a drive through burger joint. Um, you know, there was no restaurant, no seats, no seating or anything um, like what Checkers is now or something. But that was in Georgia. We didn't have a lot of those. So it was the first one. Kind of remember we had these stupid pink shirts, but it was me and this punk rock guy uh working on the grill and it was terrible and we hated that job and i think honestly it may have been a week honestly it was like we had a week of training before the place opened and then a week where we were just like this is this is crap we would rather be running around doing dumb stuff rather than getting our arms burned and getting yelled at wearing these stupid pink shirts uh, we're, we're done. We're done with the, the food. Not bad. Uh, I, was, I have to say the food, not terrible. Um, and we were good though. Like, I do remember when we, we walked in at the same time, we were like, yeah, screw this. We're not doing this anymore. And the guy was like, please don't quit. He's like, we don't, we don't have anybody else to work through. We're like, yeah, sorry, man. We're, we're going to go be teenagers. And you made the mistake of hiring teenagers. <laughs> Way to go idiot. <laughs> and it was probably some, 20 year old guy that I thought was a real adult at right, the time. Right. Like, like, Oh, I bet he's got a house and a wife and you know, six kids or whatever. Like he's an adult. Uh, it was probably some 20 year old idiot going, Oh, I'm so screwed now. And now I have to work the grill on this until I hire another idiot teenager. No, I have to burn my arms. <laughs> I made it a day and a half there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because the, uh, I remember, we uh I, it's so funny that that uh came up because i was just talking because i was talking about doing this podcast i was telling this story the other night um 
we remember how like you remember like when we before they opened up we had to go meet at that right. like uh, that building we all had the uh we all had like you know the big team meetings and blah blah and there was a lot of people so it was a tiny place on the inside so i remember it was a saturday uh morning i went in there and it was just packed out there were so many people in this yeah in there and they didn't know what to do with most of us on that first that that first day like there were so many of us in there i don't feel so bad now <laughs> and like <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I had to, I went into the back of uh, the cooler where they're grinding the meat and put and making patties. And there's there there like four of us back. Oh, there. they actually like ground yeah, the yeah, meat on site. Yeah. Like the, the grill was, uh, a, it, smelled was a, delicious. it was a griddle. It was, yeah. you know, it was a wrought iron grill and it oh, had charcoal wow. briquettes. And when you, when we cooked the burgers, they were, there were no frozen patties. We, we cooked. Yeah, it was, wow. It was so, uh, expensive. I, that's why I don't think that's why it lasted long. Cause it was, it was yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Well, I, remember, I remember like so they they gathered us up they got they just this guy came and goes you 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 and you and grabbed a bunch of us and they go let's go put flyers out on cars yeah so we just went out and put flyers out on cars uh that day and um and then we went back and there was just so many people in there he's like look y'all just y'all come back tomorrow we're gonna do a different uh, shift tomorrow for y'all so i left that day and when i came back the next day uh he handed me a stack of flyers again and I just looked at him and I was wearing that shirt, that, that horrible salmon pink, whatever it was, colored shirt. Yep. And I just took it off and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out, dude. And <laughs> I just drove off. To I went and got back in my car and I left. <laughs> I was like, I do not, not doing this. I was like, I just don't, I just don't want to do this. <laughs> that brings me to, to two things. One, I actually wanted to open the show. Keith, uh, I listened to your Clown is Down episode and you had a resolution of not buying any T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I well, that's fine. It's we rough. can do, we can it's do rough. some follow, we can do some follow up because when I heard that, I thought that is a great idea. I own like four hundred t shirts. <laughs> I wear probably eight different t shirts. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to buy any more t shirts this year. I'm not going to buy any t shirts. I'm going to go one year and not buy a new t shirt. Uh, I went and saw. Sparks did not buy a t-shirt. Oh, that's hard I went, to do. I went to, uh, I was in several situations where I was like, Ooh boy. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. not going to buy a t-shirt. The other day, uh. there's a company called brain candy and they do really cool, like kind of boutique, uh, licensed stuff. And they released a 1990 teenage mutant Ninja turtles t-shirt like the movie poster in green ink. Oh wow. And and I'm I I can't say no to merchandise from that movie. I fucking bought it. So I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And that's why I had no resolutions cuz it's okay to say, "Hey, I have too many t-shirts. I need to scale back." Um because if you go and you I've got a list of concerts I'm going to in the next couple of months where I'm like I'm putting money aside because I'm like, I know I'm getting merch at this show. I know I'm going to get a shirt. Here. Well, and you're putting things. a lot of money aside because it's like $45 yeah. for a fucking concert shirt. I bought, I bought a baseball shirt at Rancid for $65. Jeez. I was like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I could order this online. Like pragmatic me is I can order it online, but then I'm like, I'm at the show, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's that's still same. stuck in my brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, and the problem, like someone's going to ask me like, Oh, did you get that at the show? The problem, though, is some of that stuff, it's getting so expensive now that if I bought it, I'd be like, I'd be too afraid to wear this and like, fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Fuck up my $65 baseball shirt. Right, right. I've, I've got a hoodie that I like. I only wear at the house. I have a Bouncing Souls hoodie. 
and I only wear it at the house. And I, I don't want to wear it out because I'm like, it's it's really nice. It's really, it's I don't know. It's like it's really comfortable. No, I understand. Not like regular hoodies. It's like high end hoodie. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to leave the house with this. But that's one improvement of uh, being an old punker is all the old punk bands that we listen to are putting out actual nice product now instead instead of like having to pay twenty bucks for a shirt they got at Salvation Army and like screen printed (laughs) themselves. Like you're getting nice quality merchandise. And all of the punk rock shows we go to now start early. All of those guys, they do not want to be there all night. They start their shows. They're like, uh, doors are at six, show starts at seven. And there's like one opener, and then they go on. When I saw Bouncing Souls last time, we were out of the masquerade. And there were three opening bands. We left the masquerade by 1030. That's fucking wonderful. I I I love it. This is great. This is amazing. Keith, how's your resolution holding up? It's good. I'm, in really? Fact, well, here's the funny thing is as I'm starting to um, my own. I'm trying to find loopholes in my own rules, and like <laughs> so, it's 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 like uh, I'll be. Just don't I'll be, do I'll, it. Just don't do it, man. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I'm going to start wearing tank tops. This yeah, is was, not a t-shirt. Not, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hoodies. I'm like, it's fine. It's it's not a it's not a t-shirt. Like I got said no t-shirts, uh, and like. <laughs> Hey, and if somebody else buys me a T-shirt, that's totally fine. Uh, I didn't can, buy the T-shirt. <laughs> can your wife buy you a shirt? Yes, but she money won't. using money from the joint account. Yes, and is that I'm not. I didn't do it. Can I, I didn't swipe the card. I didn't hand the money over. Can you no, buy a shirt? This, on this is can not. You ask, can this, you ask this, her to do none it? of this. None of this yeah. is acceptable. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but I have not. I, I've actually. I, I've had to stay off. Like um, usually, I love like um, uh, T Public. So it's um, yeah, yeah. And, and public where you can get your needless things t-shirt yeah. <laughs> right now. And of course they've had two flash sales for 40% off, which is the biggest yeah. ones I've ever seen. And I was like, good God, man. I was like, I had, I was like toward like uh into December when I was thinking about it, I was actually buying shirts uh, just to go ahead and fulfill my, um, my uh, uh, need for it throughout the year and to just not wear them and be like, hey, there's a shirt. Could you, would you have felt as bad like if in December you bought like a stash of like 13 shirts or 12 shirts and then like wrapped them up and like hid them around your house or quote unquote gifted yourself one a month? <laughs> would that have been acceptable? That would be more acceptable than that would have been. I want this shirt. Let me see if I can get Ted to buy it for me or, yeah. or whatever, whatever your plan <laughs> is. <laughs> All right, yeah. so that was that was the T-shirt thing I wanted to mention. Okay. <laughs> um, the other thing, but before we get too far, oh gosh, because it's fun going through the job. I'm going to leave this one off. What I was going to do is go around with each of us and do an off the top of your head resume. Oh. But then that blows through our slow reveal of our job. So I think right. we'll, mm. we'll, we won't do that. But I will say this because Keith, you mentioned you work at that place. Basically a shift and not even a shift and a half. What yeah. is what is the shortest? What job did you work at the least amount of time? Uh, for me, oh. I I can't remember. Okay, well technically Atlanta Bread Company. If you remember before Panera no. Bread, there was Atlanta yeah. Bread Company. Yeah. Uh, I worked at uh, Toys R Us. Somewhere else. And then I, I just had the time. So I was going to pick up a third job and I worked a shift at Atlanta bread company. I got there at five 30 in the morning. 
I worked until they told me I'd work until lunch. And then they kept me until one and I had to be at Toys R Us at like two. I was supposed to be out of there. I want to say at like 11 and they kept me until one. Uh, first shift, very oh. first shift. And uh, I was like, I got to go. I got another job I got to get to. And they were like, well, we, you know, we need you to stay here. And I was like, fuck, OK, I can make this work, whatever. Uh, so I stayed. And when I left, I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be here tomorrow, too, but I can't do this again. I, I have to get out of here. And he was like, well, this this is how we do things. You come <laughs> in and you 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 work, you stay until all the work is done. And I was like, well, then I can't do that. And I took my little apron off and threw it at the guy and walked out. <laughs> that, that was technically my really? shortest wow. UPS. I worked at UPS for a while, but it was like two weeks of training or classes or whatever. And then an actual shift. And I was a loader. So I was in a truck and it was, I think it was January. It's fucking freezing. Cause you're outside. There's no right. heater. There's no nothing. You're in the back of a truck. Uh, and there are like fucking boxes of nails just flying <laughs> oh, off of geez. the little roller I've heard, deal. I've heard UPS is like that. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. And I look, anybody that can do it. Good for you. You're a, you're a manlier person than me. Uh, I did it for like an hour and a half and I was like, fuck this noise. And I just hmm. walked out. And the, the great thing about it was because of the way that they worked, I got paid for 20 hours of vacation and like <laughs> <laughs> sat so, through the classes. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so that those, but my real briefest one was Atlanta Bread Company. Keith, is yours the, the burger joint? Well, yeah, but that was... Oh, oh man, that was kind of like uh, when I, the more I think about it now, that was kind of like uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard of the uh, term stage. Uh, it's no. like in uh, no. uh, kitchen a lot of a lot of uh, like um, it's it's basically like you know in restaurant work uh, you'll you'll bring someone on they do work in interviews, yeah, and so you'll come and you'll work there for a couple of days or two or three days and uh, oh okay yeah I yeah see and and then you see if you're a good fit, like, uh, you're you, interviewing them as much as they're exactly. Seeing, and I, seeing I love those. I, yeah, I love that, yeah that makes a lot of yeah. sense. But, uh, so, uh, I, I'm going to say like, I, that kind of felt like uh, that to me. So I would have to say my shortest one, I think it might be a tie. Cause I'm, I'm racking my brain now trying to think of how, how long I was there at each of them It's between auto trader and Eatsies. Really? Um, uh, those are, uh, probably my shortest, jobs what, what um, were you going to be doing at auto trader i was photographing this is uh so this is early 2000 um so um i was photo i was photographing car i was just driving um i was just driving to the destination and photographing cars and i tell you if that kind of job today with the smartphones the way they are with the uh, directions i probably would have lasted longer yeah yeah because you had to do the giant atlas book and, right, uh, and they wouldn't email you uh, your uh, your um, your contacts or, or your clients or their customers. You had to like go to a Kinkos and have them fax over your list for the day. Oh gosh, it was horrible. And like, and then you got it. Then you had to plan out your route, call them all up, and uh, no, no, they set up the times. They just said you need here's here's where you're going. Be there between these times. Um, and it was, a uh, it was a mess. Uh, I, I must've made that like, sounds like, like a nightmare. People, people these days don't understand yeah. 
how it used to be to get yes. around to places you'd never been before. Printing out map quest directions. Yeah. 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 You're, you're sitting there with a shitty printout with you're, you're in the car, you know, now don't text and drive. But <laughs> yeah. back then we're sitting there looking at a piece of paper that's full of directions, like while flipping through a CD book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, see, it would be like the hero, but it'd be these kind of books right here, which I have one. Yeah. Like a road atlas book. Oh, yeah, yeah. I owned one of those because my dad got me one to keep in the car. <laughs> yeah. Keep when I got in a your car, car, I never looked at it <laughs> at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that was driving. Uh, so then your, your territory, like my, my territory would be like, uh, for us, we would know this. Um, uh, let's say Lake Lanier, um, all the way to Walton County. Good God! And That's then a big territory. Yes, and for then, that kind of thing. And then on, uh, you had to uh, a couple times a week by five o'clock. I think once a week, something like oh, by Wednesday, uh, if you had to bring the card that was in the camera. You had to drive it all the way back to where the big chicken is. Uh, what area is that? Sandy, what 75, is that? Marietta. 70, yeah, Marietta. Marietta. You had to drive back to their base office to drop that off. Oh my gosh. And it, it I was, yeah, I don't even think back then you could have emailed those pictures. They No, they would have been would've, massive. Would've handled, like it, yeah. yeah, there's no way. They would have been like 56K. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always, that was all, that was just, I remember like two weeks of that. And I, I remember the, the uh, and people, people get mad. And like, especially when you're on their property, like they could just, there was, there was so many times where like, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, uh, like I remember there was this one property. I'll never forget. Like it was, it was straight out Jurassic Park to me. It was, I was out by Lake Lanier and just, it's just, it was just this giant field. And they said, photograph the, it just had photograph the Mustang. And when I pulled onto the property, there was like five Mustang just sitting in like knee high grass. And I got out of the car and I was walking toward it. And then I could just see like three lines, like coming down, like the grass moving down. These dogs just, <laughs> just running. I just got back in my car and left. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get in touch with anybody. Yeah. I couldn't like, I didn't know, no one was home. I didn't know what car to take. It just said Mustang. And um, details. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you said you did this for two weeks. I did it for only a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, it's probably longer than I would have lasted because you were that, driving your own car. Drive my own car on top, on top of everything else. You're driving you, your own. Did car. you get mileage or anything? Or? Yes. Yeah. They okay. they reimburse uh, the, the 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 guy that the the person that I remember that finally pushed me over the edge was um it was some dude that um who obviously looked like he was like methed out of his brain and like he got in my face and was just like because I was like ten minutes late. And he was screaming at me so hard. I mean, he had that giant mole. He was big, man. He he almost he kind of looked like a um, uh, oh god, big trouble, little China. Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. He looked like imagine a meth out looking Kurt Russell. Oh my gosh! Mad at me because I was trying to photograph some rims to put on the website <laughs> to, to sell, wow. but I was I was late, and he was saying it was free. It was free, and I'm like. I go, you don't pay me. It's you not pay the office. I'm just, here, I'm just here to take the picture. And, and you, you should have just said, okay, man, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I left that day. I remember I drove and it took, that was in Walton County. I had to drive back there at five o'clock back to Marietta oh. traffic. I oh, dropped geez. off the car, left the camera. And I said, I can't anymore. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> where, where did you go from there? 
Like what was your, you know, we don't have to get too deep into it, but what was your next job after that? Uh, well, I was still, I was still working weekend shifts at, a, um, at the pizza place I was at. So, uh, okay. I just picked up more shifts there. Um, I just kind of sunk back into that and I was, I was just going through this, like, cause I've been in the restaurant industry for a long time. And like, um, I was just going through a thing where I was like, ah, I kind of want to leave this industry and try something new. And that, that popped up, went to it. And I was like, screw this. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go back <laughs> to what I yeah. was doing. And so then I, I, yeah, um, I just went back to there for, uh, uh, for a solid long, longer, long time. Well, and you got to that next level of food service beyond yeah. the fast food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a whole other category mm-hmm. of life because mm-hmm. you're, you're eating cereal in the back. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. <laughs> you were the cereal guy. <laughs> um, Pete, do you remember your, your shortest term employment? Yeah. Uh, shortest actually worked. Uh, I worked one shift at Mellow Mushroom Emery and, uh, I got hired on there uh, and was told I was going to be an assistant manager, um, that I would be making the pizzas, that I would be doing this. And I got there and they were like, well, things have changed. Um, you're going to make sandwiches now and we can only give you like 24 hours a week. And I was like, no, nah, not going to work. I was like, I'll work this shift because I took the job. But I was like, no, nah, it's kind of a bait and switch. So thanks, but no thanks. I don't, I'm not here to just make sandwiches and yeah, you hired me on as something, as system manager. You're not going to give me that job. I'm not going to do it for you. So my shortest that I never worked was I got hired as an assistant manager at Gadzooks. And uh, oh. I, I I had originally agreed to take the job, and then I told them I didn't want to do it. I worked I, – I had forgotten this until you said it just now. I worked a couple of shifts at Gadzooks. Um, and this, this was – because what's, what's Gadzooks, Dave? Yeah, right. Gadzooks <laughs> was was a young, uh, hip, Trendy. teenager store. Yeah, it was it was Hot Topic without the skulls. Hot Topic light. And yeah. and which which part of the bug did you have all above the entrance? <laughs> no, it, was, the it was on the floor. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the front, front on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so so this this is where Pete and I get into some common ground. Uh, you and I both. Well, I hopped around the mall a lot. I hopped around a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. This is, off the top of my head, my mall journey. Uh Uh, Hot Topic, KB Toys, Suncoast, Barney's Coffee, Gadzooks, very, very briefly, uh, Spencer Gifts. um, That might be it. Nope. That's that's no. not bad. That's not that's bad. not it. Uh, warehouse music. Oh yeah. What was that? Uh, oh, but that's okay because you were young, and and that's what malls are built for for kids. Is well, and, and that's like that. exactly what it is. You get to one job, and you you fuck it up, or you decide you're sick of it, and you just go right. across the hall, and you're like, hey, to I work essentially I worked over job. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're still waving to your coworkers and and doing that, and I I. And the mall is its own little microcosm of yeah, oh, a hundred percent. And it's, it's its own society, you know. And and everybody knows that, like, if if you are a manager of a store, and you know somebody else has worked in another store for like six months or whatever, you kind of know them. You're you they're familiar. You know, at some point, they're probably going to end up working for you. 
Right. Like they're because gonna, they're gonna come in and people mm-hmm. just hop around. It it just happens. Especially when you work in the coolest store in the mall and everybody wants to work. That's there. true. That is, and that is look, people the arcade? You know, it <laughs> was there no, was no, no, it wasn't it was, no, it was there was not no there arcade. Anymore. Yeah, there, anymore. there was no arcade. Um and and you know it's it's definitely the butt of many jokes now. Well, it was the butt of many jokes then, but right. Hot topic in 1997. Seven, seven, seven. It was seven. Yeah. Really was cool. A great job. A cool place to work. Had the perception of being a cool place by people younger than us. Right. (laughs) Like anybody a year or two younger than we were, because what, 97, I would have been 21. Yep. We were, we were uh, right at 21 working yeah. at Hot Topic. It was, we were for the world six, was our oyster. We were gods for just a hot minute. It was, we, we were, we were the coolest we were. kids in the mall. And it at was, that time, it was a new, it was, uh, what it, it was new concept? in Georgia, oh, brand, brand, brand new, new in, in Georgia, Georgia. and, and we, still relatively new. Cause it, when, what, what store number were we like 27 or 81. something? We were store 81. Oh, was it 81? Okay. 79. Wow. The I fact say 79, oh, 79 was town center. Yep. So there were only two, there were two hot topics in Georgia at the time. And there was, we opened first though. I think we opened first. I don't know. Cause I I came in by the time I came in, by the time I came in town center was already open. Okay. Then maybe you were there before I was there. I got the, well, I got the job because of you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you You were, were, you were at the masquerade. Yeah. And And for, and I worked Masquerade and Hot Topic for a while, close to a year. I worked yeah. both of those jobs. And let me just tell you, I should have pulled down a whole lot more tail than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I knew then what I know now. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, and it was back. At, it was we, it was weird to say that we had people protest our store, but we l- literally had people. Yes. outside of our store thinking we were like some satanic work and it's funny because now the store is <laughs> i don't want to say it's a joke because the name of the store is hot topic it's whatever's topical it's, yeah that's what they do but you know for these two to have worked there and like had to put up with like ordering stickers ordering shirts getting in fuzzy jinko pants purple fuzzy jinko pants and you've got some lady who's like covering her child's <laughs> eyes as they walk by the store. I'm like, and I'm holding this, yeah. I'm holding these ridiculous pants in my hands and they're walking by and I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> what, so, and, I, and I was like, what are you doing? Come in and see these stupid pants. There's you nothing. you can walk into any mall in America now and buy like butt plugs. But back then <laughs> we had such scrutiny over, do you remember when they accidentally sent us uh, notebooks? Not, not even anything written in them, but they were notebooks. And they had, uh, I think, pentacles on the cover. I and remember, we, we I remember the, there was a big rule about no religious right. stuff at it, all. But it was specific to Georgia. Other hot topics carried that stuff. Oh, I thought, I thought it was across the board. Simon okay. Malls. That's, it was Simon Malls. Simon Malls would not let us carry anything with any religious iconography, anything with any like sexual, right. whatever, because there were some 
like some hot topics carried all kinds. But anyway, we accidentally got a shipment of notebooks. Uh, I think they had pentacles on the front. I'm not positive, but it was something like that. And the manager was like, we got to get these the fuck out of here. We, yeah. we can't even have them in the store. So they we had to take be, them wow. ship them back out. Uh, was, but uh... because um, one of the stores... I feel like it was one of the ones in Georgia when it opened. It might have been the one in Macon. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, but the manager, who was a, a small lady, uh, somebody threw a Bible at her head, and she went to the hospital. I remember what? hearing about that. I do remember hearing yeah. about that. Yeah, they, it was. They it was... were protesting the store opening, and somebody literally threw a Bible at this poor young person just there job. to. To do a job, getting paid dick. Because I, I, this may surprise the listeners. None of these dumb old jobs <laughs> paid anything. well at all. That's why they're old jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It yeah. was, uh, it was just so wait, it, it was, it, 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 one of the uh, Hot Topic employees got hit by the Bible. Yes. Yeah. The manager. The manager. The manager. The manager. The manager. Just, and she had to, oh, that's, oh, God. Yeah. We had, we had very specific uh, rules about, who we were allowed to interact with and for, for like a, a cool hip store, it, put, it puts on the facade of being very, very cool. There were, it was very regimented. Like yeah. if you left the store, you got searched. You had to empty out all oh, of wow. your pockets. That's right. I forgot about you had that. To empty. You had to show a manager. They had a name empty. for it. What was it I, called? Pat down. I don't know. <laughs> pocket, was it just pocket check? Pocket check. Pocket check. That's was what it, it was. Okay. I, I'm yeah, gonna every time I'm going to ask Eric about that. I'm going to send him a message. tonight. Every time you left the store, yeah. you had to pull your cigarettes and your wallet and your keys out. Everything out. And uh, that like they couldn't touch you, obviously, but you had to do a little turn, do a little spin. Yep. Sure. You had nothing to make under sure, your shirt. Right. You're not smuggling yeah. Yeah. anything out of the store. Wow. Pocket check. Wow. That, that brings yeah. Like that just flooded back a bunch of. I, th- I still think I have my name badge, but it was it was a fun job. It was it yeah. I do. Was, I do. Uh, I've got my name badge and I've got my two pewter scullies. Remember oh, the little nice. scully yeah. pins? I, I think I only got one of those. That eventually they changed them to stickers, and everybody stopped because it you know at first it was like a, an actual little pin yeah. with a backer and everything. Yep. They changed to stickers. Just because it was unwieldy to be sending these pens out, but once they changed stickers, nobody gave a fuck about them anymore. Yeah. What did you get a Scully for? Was it? I don't even remember. I I caught so many kids. I don't think. I don't think I like actually. I don't think I ever turned anybody in. I feel like it was a loss prevention thing, though. I think it was. I I don't know. I maybe I recovered something. I don't remember. I don't. But nine times out of ten, I was just I'd walk up to kids and be like, "Look, man, I saw you." Right. Be cool. Just put it back. Sometimes I just go up to kids and be like, I saw you and not don't, even not even knowing if they did anything or not. Don't come back in the store until like two weeks from now when I won't remember right. your face anyway. I mean, that'll be later tonight, but just yeah, you're right. Yeah, I gotta right. I gotta I gotta punish you somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you and being banned from hot topic would have been a horrifying dilemma. It, it what yeah, these it, we we had groupies come in, like we like Oh yeah, every every day there there were regulars who would come in and hang on the counter and just gaze, Uh, yeah, lovingly (laughs) more at Pete than at me. No, it was was the hair when I had hair. It It was was, the hair. It was great. It was great. Yeah, but you know that was it was it was funny. And you know I got into it with I I made like friends that are that I still talk to today that were customers. Like 
a few customers. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, you know, what's up? Um, but I remember getting into an argument with some old punk rocker that wouldn't come in the store. Like his girlfriend came in to get something, and he's like, I'm not going in there. I was like, go get him. Let me talk to him. I was like, hey man, you should. I was like, you can get all of this stuff now. Remember when we couldn't get any of this? Like nobody was taking us to Little Five. We, we had to was... drive to some dirty shithole right. store where people are mean to you. Or, or try to mail order something and send a check and out of the to back some address in California or, yeah. or something. It's like, just, man, just fucking enjoy it. Just every come once in and buy the stuff. Yeah, just, just get buy, some, buy some docs so I can get the ass uh, spiff. All right, that's enough hot talk topic memories. We've left Keith out for a hot minute. Oh, no, yeah. hot minute. <laughs> uh, so looking back, what would, Keith, this one's for you for right now, what's the best early job that you had like your first five or so years of just sort of bouncing around and and like at the time you hated every job you had but looking back you're like you know what some of this stuff was i didn't appreciate it as much as i should have at the time um i did have uh okay there i do have one job this is like uh oh this is this is before uh going back into the uh, restaurant industry uh i did work at an auto at a auto auction uh for about about four almost six months and um i i loved it i had a great time there uh i was a i was what you call an outside coordinator and what i did was um i got to i just I had like, it was like just, it was by the airport. It was just this massive lot. I mean, it was like thousands of cars and I had like four or five accounts and all I had to do was just go out, find all these cars that just get dumped on the lot, get them cleaned up, put them on spot, get them ready to run uh, for the sale on Thursday. Absolutely loved it. I rode a golf cart all day. I was outside. I got to drive any car that I wanted around there just to go put it on the spot. Um, I, had a, I was having a blast doing it and I was doing, we were doing a, I was doing a great job there and I got recognized for that and they wanted to promote me and they wanted to promote me. I remember this is around Thanksgiving. They oh wanted, no. They wanted to promote me and put me inside and make me an inside coordinator. And I was like, I hated the inside there. I was like, I was like, no. So I, again, I'm, I'm just now turning 21 and I was like, I'm loving this. I'm loving being outside. Because again, I was still working at, a, um, yes, um, it's all coming back to me. I was working at night, uh, weekends and on certain nights at, the, at a pizza restaurant. And, um, but I was Monday through Friday there. And it was, I loved being outside and doing this. And when he tried to promote me, he goes, well, hey, we want to move you inside, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And he goes, well, if you can't do that, then we might have to let you go. I don't know why. I think. What the fuck? I think he was trying to scare me into like, uh, you know what I mean? Just trying take to. The yeah, job. right, yeah, right. I'm not taking the job. And I was like, I go, hey, dude, I was like, I don't want to. I go, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I really like what I'm doing. And, uh, and he goes, well, look, it's Thanksgiving. It's an extra long weekend we have coming up. He goes, why don't you think about it? And when you come back, um, he goes, when you come back on Monday or whatever, uh, give me your decision. And I was just like, I gave my decision right there. I was like, no, dude. I was like, if you're going to move me inside, I don't want to do that. I want right. to stay out here because I'm, I'm loving just riding this golf cart and uh, doing this because having the, the dual jobs doing it like that was awesome. And 
But looking back on it, I could see it probably been a better career. But at the time of my life, you know what I mean? Because I was still thinking yeah, about yeah. going to college. I was still thinking about like, you know, I was taking, I was wanting to take classes. Um, and I just, I was just wasn't ready for that. But, but yeah, I just quit. I came in and put my two week notice in. I mean, oh, that Monday. I mean, I told him at that moment I was like, I was done. But yeah, looking back, um, I wonder what it would have been like, you know, it could have been, you know, higher up in the industry. Well, and if, if you would have adjusted to it or if yeah. it really, or if like literally the only thing you got out of that job was the fact that you were outside doing what you enjoyed and it would have completely changed and ruined it to mm-hmm. not be doing that anymore. Yeah. I which may well be the case. Cause I look back at like some of the jobs that I had and I know if I had taken the next step up or whatever, it would have just, fucked it up mm-hmm. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been worth it yeah all the all the inside people look miserable like you because you'd have to pass through in the mornings like the, they all be sitting at their desk or just making phone calls and they're just like on the phone uh, and just yeah and i was walking i was weaving in and out of them and i was like man that's just a beautiful day today man i was like i can't wait to <laughs> get out there <laughs> get, my outside, golf cart. Yeah. get on my golf cart i'm just gonna be just cruising around a lot walkie-talkie you know i'm just by myself all day yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was it was great. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> uh, Pete, what about you? Good early job. Early job. Um, I, I'd have to say right around right around the turn of the century. Um, I worked for Mindspring, and to this day, it remains one of my absolute favorite jobs that I've ever had. I made lifelong friends there. It was right in the thick of the the internet boom yeah yeah everything um, was blowing up because no, Noel, Noel was there too right uh, i think i got Noel hired okay uh, somebody got me hired i got every it was incestual like it was very yeah, young, yeah young hip you didn't you didn't have to have a college degree to work there you just really had to know somebody that worked there once you knew somebody that worked there you were in you were in like flynn and it was we yeah tried. unless you were me did you try to get there? I did try to get there, but wow. I gave I gave a horrible like I didn't understand it at the time. I gave a horrible interview because all I did rather than talking about like how good an employee I was, I just bitched about whatever oh. job I had at the time. Wow, I wonder I wonder so who stupid. you talked to because I didn't give a great interview and I like, they give you an aptitude test and I didn't know the first thing about computer. I'll be honest. I didn't know the first thing about computers when I got yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, people our age didn't at the time. They, they really did. Well, most, I, most people our age I, didn't. I knew one person that had a computer when I got hired there. Yeah. I don't it, think I had a computer until like 2001 or some shit. Right. And uh, I, I think someone had to pretty much stand over my shoulder and say, push that button, push that button. Okay, you're hired. Because when, when you got hired on there, you actually worked for a temp company. You didn't work for Mindspring. Right, right. Uh, you said, I want to say it was two months, I think, maybe two weeks, two months, something like and that. And then if you worked out, then Mindspring actually hired right. you, right? And this, yeah, and it was my first non-food uh, manual labor job first non-retail job. Yeah. It felt like, like I rode, I rode Marta every day. I lived in Chandler park at the time and worked in Midtown. And I, I rode Marta every day to work. And, uh, you know, I had my little sling bag and it was awesome. I loved it. I, we, we drank beer every Friday. They would literally open a tab for us at a bar every Friday. And they would send us by department to this bar for an hour and be like, yeah, 
get drunk, man. They, they order food, wear whatever you want. We'll comp you for things. You know, we, we had the meetings like you saw on TV during the internet boom, you know, everybody got like a, a Sobe, uh, you know, when we were, right, you, you, right. you were drinking like crappy water and have a crappy donut. These, our meetings were catered and it was very hip. They threw a lot of money at us. And we had an entire floor that was our break floor where there was pool tables, uh, video games, chairs, uh, showers. If you wanted to go work out during lunch. So, so did this, did this kind of ruin you a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got, uh, you know, the internet bubble burst. Right. And um, we all lost our jobs. Uh, a good chunk of us lost our jobs and got laid off. Um, I got laid off on my birthday. Um, and I was the first one in my department to get laid off. But uh, oh. it was it, honestly at that time, I was like um, 22 years old, had just moved in the city. They, when they laid me off, they said, um, we will try to find you something in another department. In the meantime, here is a severance, severance package. You're going to be paid for three months and you can continue to have your health insurance for, I think it was another six months or a year, which they paid for. Um, so I was like, I got laid off at the end of May. And I was like, so you're going to pay me for the next three months, my full salary. They said, yeah. And I get to keep my health insurance for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I can file for unemployment after <laughs> these three months. Yeah. And I was like, this is a blessing in disguise. So like, I, I did something that I hadn't done in years. I took a summer off. Yeah. And and I got paid every week. And I was, I had just started doing trivia. So I was kind of working a little bit, you know, I was still motivated to do something, but that summer was a blast for me. You know, I, I we played kickball every Sunday. Uh, I was running around town. It was, it was great. It was I, on top of loving the job. You know, I really hated losing that job because of the friends that I made there. And I liked doing the work and I was learning something and it was fun. Um, yeah. That summer was pretty rad on top of it all. So that, that actually brings me to another thing. What was the first job you had that you liked and that for me uh i worked at a place called video game exchange in 1995 uh, i worked at the stone mountain location and then they moved me to the gwinnett mall location to run it so i'm 95 19 i'm 19 years old managing a store that's awesome it's fucking ridiculous is what it is uh but this this was the first like video game trade in place ever long, around long here. Long before GameStop. Long oh yeah, GameStop. and and ended up getting bought by Funko Land, which in turn got bought by GameStop. Uh, but man, a great job, paid dick. As yeah. a store manager, I want to say I was making like seven fifty an hour or something. Like it was ridiculous, but yeah. it was because they knew that everybody wanted that job because it's working with video games. And at that time there wasn't, you know, it wasn't what it is now. No, no, we didn't have, dude, we had no, like we did the inventory ourselves. There was no like loss prevention. Wasn't even a term we'd heard of. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just completely different, but I, man, great, great job. Play the, literally part of your job was to play every game in the store. 
because we had I remember monitors, something like that. Yeah, we had monitors set up with each system: uh, Sega Genesis, NES, Super Nintendo, uh, and then later on Atari Jaguar, 3DO. Uh, but anyway, part of the job was they want you to play every game in the store so that you can talk about them all. Mm-hmm. Talk so them up and sell them. Be salesmen. You sit in the store playing video games all day until somebody comes in wanting to buy something. I knew it was, I, I can't really say I didn't appreciate it at the time because I did because everybody I knew was jealous and was like, holy shit, you know, I, how'd you get this job? I want to work there. Uh, made the mistake of hiring friends a couple of times that doesn't work out for for young people out there don't hire your fucking friends not <laughs> to work for, for same you. for old people same you for can old work people. well yeah you can work with your friends right. that's fine i had great time well that's hot topic worked with friends that was great masquerade worked with friends that was great uh schlotsky's fine to work with friends but you cannot be a good manager to your friends yeah, and unfortunately Unfortunately, I'm the type of guy who will fire a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, give it's a fuck. It's not unfortunate. It's unfortunate for them. If you're, yeah, right, right. Unfortunate for my friend or my former yeah. friends at the time. If you're not doing your job, I will fucking fire you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it happened and it's uh, it's rough, but whatever. Keith, what was your, uh, what was the first job you remember that you actually like enjoyed wasn't just hey i'm getting a paycheck was like oh, you know what i dig this oh uh, i have a couple on that one um so it was uh well, you can only have one first okay i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> um let's see uh well I'll, i will say that the one that comes to mind because it's more recent memory uh is when i first started working at a uh, savage pizza and little five points it was like uh, 1999 oh and, gosh and like um it was when I first started working there and I just remember like going in and it was just, I was in a whole new, not a whole new area. It was an area I've been hanging out at for a long time. You know, it was like, well, five points. It's like, Oh, it had this, I just love the area. Um, and I met a whole new, uh, just everybody I met there. I've never, I, I didn't know anybody except for like one person. That's the person that got me the job there. And what was super cool was, was like, you know, just getting to know everybody but riding our bikes after work, that's what like really uh, stands out to me because they all rode their bikes up there because they live right down the street. I lived a little farther away. So I just started putting my bike on my bike rack. And when I get to work, uh, when we get off at night, we would just go ride around like Atlanta. It was cool. Like, you know, I want to Claremont Lounge, you know, that whole area, just, yeah, just, yeah. just cruising around, you know, you go drink it. They would just like bar hop in little five points, you know, they would just go, they start, you know, your shift beer. Then you go down to like, I don't know if Elmir, I think was Elmir there at the time. Yeah. Elmir was there. Yeah. So it would go to Elmir, but there was a yacht club. You go, it was just like weird stops you would make and then just continue down, you know, nine just, lives. You just draw right off. Oh, you man. Know? Yeah. And it was just, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. And it was just, uh, it was, it was super cool. Um, I'm just here like, you know, thinking about the memory now, like it was just that summer night air, you know, just cruising around just the city on your bike at like one in the morning. Um, and not really worried about shit. Yeah. And you're with, you know, you're just with coworkers, you know, yeah. it's like, I just barely know these guys. This is fun as shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. What, uh, 
if you could make what you're making now, or you're, you could, whatever you need now to sustain your lifestyle, if you could make that, but go back to any job that you've had in the past, what would it be? For me, it's the masquerade, hands down, no question. Best job I ever had, terrible pay. Yeah. But, but out of all the jobs I ever had, that's, it was hard work, but the environment was so much fun getting to see bands every single night, even bands that I didn't like to get to see a band live is, is just completely different. Like seeing Nickelback would have been cool. Like right. that's how great it was, how great and different it is seeing a band live. So getting to see live bands every night, working hard all day long uh, and then getting off and just drinking, hanging out with everybody um God, that job was just it was like i said it was hard fucking work but it was it was rewarding it was unique and i've, I've never had anything that has has been quite as enjoyable as fulfilling so if i could if i could make today money going back that that would be it without a doubt i, I would love to still be doing that even would you still want to do that even you have, you have wife you have child you have house still you would still want to do that with your family or would you want to go back to when it was um like because your body's yeah gonna, that's a good I mean, that's actually would take a beating yeah i mean if you're bouncing at a, at a show or whatever that's a really that's a out. really good point because well and see, that's where really my problem with this question right. comes in is this is the first job i've had where and, and this job didn't used to be this way but i can work all days um but every job I've had before this was, you know, retail shifts. Yeah. So, you know, eight in the morning to 11 at night or what, whatever variation of that it was. Uh, so, yeah, I get I, that's a really good point. So, I, I, so part of it would be going back to the moment in time. Like if I say, uh, you know, I'd love to go back and work at Mindspring again and one mindspring doesn't exist anymore but two it it was more the moment in time it was like uh it was the feel of the city what i was doing who i was hanging out with my well, age i'd still i'd still love to do that work like as like if if whenever my son you know gets out of school or whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll go back and work at a club again like yeah. i'd still love to do that i and oh, i okay I, I absolutely would but yeah but your point is correct because right now I don't, my job has overnight shifts and I don't work them because I want, I want to be home. I want to be, be, you want to be with the family. You want right, that, you want that. Right. So like to sundown as of right now, if there was a, well, really none of the retail schedules would really work for me because I, yeah. I just wouldn't want to be out till 10 at night or whatever. And then coming home, uh, and retail's different now. I mean, uh, you know, even oh, I wouldn't retail, go back to retail now. Anyway, yeah. retail's fucked now. The way yeah. they treat the uh, and they treated us like garbage. Uh, the the people who work retail these days, I feel like they would aspire to be treated like garbage. Oh, that's terrible. It's terrible. It is. It's it's pathetic. Uh, but but nobody. I mean, that's that's. And, and I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to get like political or anything, <laughs> but the American standard now is. You own a company. You don't give a fuck about your employees. You don't give a fuck about loyalty. You don't care. Like you, all you care about is wringing as much work out of people as you can get. 
and spending as little money as is possible. There's right. no such thing as like loyalty or institutional knowledge or, or any of I, that. I don't know. I, the, the company I work for now, I wish I had found the industry 25, 30 years ago, you know, I guess yeah. I'd say 30 years ago now. Um, uh, I work in a cool industry. I work in an industry that will be around forever. I work for a small company. My boss appreciates loyalty. He rewards loyalty. I mean, that's he, the exception to the rule. Then. Yeah, he, I, I, he my rewards, personal opinion. He rewards people who want to work and who want to learn. And it's, it's like, it's like no individual I've worked for before in my life. It's, yeah. That's pretty because amazing. I have worked for those companies that, that ring their employees out. And, and I'm like, why, why do you want to do that? If you, if you had the potential to get an employee who will do for your company, you know, why cut them off at the knees just to bring in somebody cheaper, you know, just a little bit of appreciation from up top makes oh. such a difference in work output, but they just don't care. It's, it's the worst job I ever had. I actually, I worked for 10 years and I worked for a family owned company. Um, it was by the time I left, it was getting to be kind of midsize and it, they were like that. They just would penny pinch everything, micromanage everything. It got to the point where I didn't, I was dreading going into work at that, at the point when I was at the end of it, I was dreading to go to work. I was getting sick. Um, I, I hated everybody that worked there and they would, they wouldn't care about their employees at all. They would lose three great employees just to say they were right about something. It's just, it was yeah. ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The, the worst job I've ever worked at. I've been there for 17 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, your, your job, awful. it's, it, it, fits, it affords it you fits a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Yeah, right. you, it fits the lifestyle. Your wife and child are extremely happy. You you right. indulge in your hobbies like no one else I know. Right. It gives you, there's quite a trade-off there. Well, and that's, and that's awesome. Part of the trade-off, and, and this is this sounds super cynical, but it is a consideration. Uh that's it sucks so much that everything that isn't that seems so much better right like my my uh my bar for happiness is so low at this point in my life <laughs> no like it just, no I it just doesn't look, you, you've got a successful uh side hustle i hate that word but you know you're you you have this whole industry that you've created for yourself and well no no i'm just saying that that being at the job sucks so like all you oh, need okay. on your day off on your day off all you need is to not be there and you're like on cloud nine. Awesome. It doesn't okay. matter All what's right. happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keith, what about you? If you if you could, I guess bring what would it be? Bring a job forward and just be have have the means Happy. you have now. See, uh, now that we've been all talking about this, and I'm like just been racking my brain really fast because now with the restaurant industry. Um, it, it became, I, I enjoyed it because you have the freedom to say whatever you want in the kitchen. We all just yell at each other. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I, one thing I really loved about it uh, was um, finding new bands because everybody that comes in would play their own music or they bring in their own, um, uh, either their local bands or, or, or something like, you know, you've never even heard of. So you would get that, you get to like run your mouth and just argue and just have like debates about just 
just just fun debates all day long. But it does get rough when you have a family and uh, getting older in it. You know what I mean? Because like you know the most the fun the fun's at night. You know, like yeah, yeah. when you get off. So you know when you're doing like when I was like uh, the end there. I don't I don't work it anymore. I had to leave last year due to a back injury. So it's like oh. I'm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm out of uh, restaurants. Um, but, um, but like at, uh, uh, the night, you know, nights are where it's at, like, you know, but, yeah. but, but when we're sitting here talking about that and Pete bringing up the point, you know, about like, uh, having, uh, families and, and the house and things just talking about that, uh, that auction place I worked at, if I could just, one thing I do, I love being outside. I love being outside. And if I could just be outside all day doing something like that, I would totally do that again because uh, I don't mind that. I love the elements. I don't care if it's raining, snowing, hot as could be. I just dress for it and I love it. I just like being out in it. Um, and so I, I would totally do that in a heartbeat, <laughs> but it pays for crap. I remember at the yeah, time. Right, like, right. That's, uh, that's, well, that's, yeah. that's what's funny about, about say, like, I have a summer yeah. job for you if you're looking, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Like, I, I think there's probably a tendency that the best jobs are probably going to have the worst pay mm-hmm. because, like I said, with Masquerade, like I said, with Video Game Exchange, great jobs that paid nothing because they knew mm-hmm. they could get new people whenever they wanted because it was a desirable job. Yeah. I got to say, yeah. I think Hot Topic paid decently for what it com- was. For what it was. Time. For what it was yeah. at the time. It wasn't terrible. I, I always kind of felt like, man, maybe I can make a little more, but. You know, but I think it, that's, it, I mean, that's retail in general. And yeah, I, I think for retail. the world of retail, um, did they start us at minimum wage? Yeah. Did they? Yep. What was, what was minimum wage at that time? Because 525? Uh, Does that yeah, sound maybe, right? That sounds right, but yeah. Because yeah, about five, four or five years earlier than that, because like we were all talking about restaurants, we all started at the same time. That was like four. 25 it was four something yeah. 420 425 sounds 425. rightish yeah yeah may, maybe 525 maybe minimum i i remember yeah. a, it was the prestige of getting to work there and maybe it was six dollars i don't remember it's so long i don't ago. think it was i think you started at minimum wage but i think maybe because maybe. there was a step above just sales associate right between Sales associate and assistant manager. First key. I don't think we had when I was there. I don't think we had. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right because there was the manager, there was the assistant manager, and then there was that weird manager key holder. They, yeah, whatever. Like a key. They could work a mid shift or they the key open, master. Yeah, yeah, like they could open the store and then the manager would be in. Uh, yeah. Shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Something oh like man. That. Uh, so we got to wrap this thing up, right? Uh, when I gave you guys this topic, what was was there a job that popped into your head immediately that you wanted to talk about that we haven't covered, or maybe like a boss or a story or just sort of something that that you know when you were like dumb old jobs? Oh, we got to talk about this. Yeah, that, uh... Keith, you you responded immediately. Well. Oh. Well, when, uh, when Pete and I were talking about that, I was like, at first, I was there thinking about it. And the first thing that popped in my head was not a, um, not a bad job, but a bad, uh, how do I put this, a bad job that I had to do at a job. Okay. And, I, and my worst was when I first started being a prep cook. And um, 
and you would have, and like going back to what you're talking about chicken earlier, like pulling the tendons out. So you get like the, uh, the whole breast in, right? So we get like 20 pounds, like they're in, in these giant bags, right? And you store them in these buckets, kind of similar to your, uh, uh, like Home Depot, you know, paint, right, gallon, right. big paint buckets. And you would put a, you'd have, you put the whole bag in there, right? But it was when you get down to the bottom of it. So this is before, so this is 2000, you know, this is before everybody, we all, all the kitchens had gloves. So you had to reach down into this bucket into the chicken slime ticket and it would go up to your elbows oh. uh, and like it would just and then you had to keep pulling out breast after breast and then you know you would cut it up strips and um but it would just like it just just getting chicken juice all over your arm hairs it would just crystallize by the time you're done oh yeah get all <laughs> stuck in it, was, oh. it was, and i did that every morning <laughs> for years it was the i would do the first thing it would be the first thing i did because it's just so gross you're just carrying those buckets in behind this little area you're like oh and you open it up sometimes those buckets would have like bad chicken in it and you get that oh. waft and you, well, you know, even even good chicken doesn't oh, smell good no. though yeah oh, it, it was it was so nasty i just remember like you're just cutting it up you're just like cut cut just trying to just go <laughs> as fast as possible and we're talking like cutting up at least a whole hotel, a couple hotel pans, you know, uh, just oh. strips all the way down. And, um, Jeez. and it would just, I just remember just like, just sometimes I'd be like over there, just scrub my arms like a doctor afterwards, you yeah. know, just, just making, like bleach in a yeah. wire brush. <laughs> and, uh. and sometimes you would forget, you know, and then you would like go and walk somewhere and you nope. feel that, that hard that your hair would be like, so like, Oh, oh yeah. Like I'm sure crusty. there'd be spots oh. that you just didn't oh. get or didn't. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> that was, that was the first thing that popped my head. I was like, Oh, that's, that's rough, dude. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that was so gross. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, you, uh, you also kind of jumped up there. Yeah. I, uh, similar to Keith, uh, my fa- the job that I hated, I, I worked, uh, worked for a company that sold new and you re- new and used restaurant equipment. And, um, uh, our original building was in the West end was in the West end, which is a sketchy part of town. And it was a very old building and we stored a lot of used restaurant equipment there. So we always had a myriad of, uh, rodents, rats, uh, animals of all kinds. Right. right Cause the they, they don't want to spend a whole lot of money on like a oh. nice warehouse. They and want they were, somewhere to just keep this shit. The building was paid for by the the family. This this company's been around for a little while, and uh, it's it's the whole father son, you know, gets passed down, and the son sure. the son's a rich boy idiot, and uh, that was a whole thing. But I had worked my <laughs> way in, into what a, a buyer position, so my job was literally to drive all over Atlanta, North Georgia, buying restaurants and restaurant equipment. And this was right around 2008. The economy is starting to take a turn, so. Honestly, business was booming for us. Um, but I went into more kitchens and saw more gross mom and pop oh gosh. And not only was did I have to inspect the equipment, uh, eventually I had to come back and facilitate the emptying of the kitchen. And I don't eat at a lot of restaurants now. Um I just <laughs> I, I just I just won't uh, because yeah. I know I like I have to get into a mindset. Uh, to forget things because even right. some of the quote-unquote nicer restaurants high-end restaurants uh you go in the kitchens uh or you go and have to you know i'd have to inspect everything you go into a walk-in cooler or freezer in a building that hasn't had power for a month um 
because restaurants fail and they lose money and they can't afford to keep things like you and they just bail they do uh they they walk away from everything i was buying entire restaurants for six thousand dollars everything top to bottom i would buy everything in there for six thousand wow and i hated it because these people i i knew that these people poured their heart so yeah yeah to opening this place and doing everything they could to keep it afloat and i'm like i'll write you a check right now for six thousand dollars for everything knowing they spent a hundred thousand dollars on the place but yeah moving just grease everywhere i mean if you weren't doing it somebody else would have been though somebody else would have been and i i always did i always did try to get them i i was good at my job but i always wanted to be fair to the people and and be like look man i'm only going to offer you x amount of dollars go to this guy go take it to an auction do something else you'll get more i promise so yeah yeah but i going into those walk-ins and uh you know pulling fryers out that have honestly never been cleaned never by. been clean oh. yeah. ice, ice machines i i to this day i will never get oh, ice and just a drink from a restaurant in the bottom mold oh yeah yeah because yeah, they, yeah. they, they never clean the ice no, trays in there it's all never. just black i i never get ice in restaurants ever there's yeah you you got because we we all know these things as a right. society we're all aware of this but we're able to Put it in the put, back of our head, blinders on, all with our lives. Yeah. But you got too deep into it. I saw, I saw it every day. I saw it five yeah. days a week, and it was literally my job to. You're, stare, you're like the stare this in the face. You're like the cop who saw yeah. the ugliness for too long. Oh, yeah, the, the grittiness <laughs> of the streets, right? The, the right. mean streets of Buford Highway. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, some of these restaurants were just they were foul, and some of them were, you know, I'd go in these kitchens and they were still open. And I'd see these kitchens and I was like, how do you have customers? I mean, I guess the customers don't know. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. You're right. But I'm like, you know, I just wanted to run screaming in there. Put the food down. Please put the food yeah, down. Yeah. The love of God, <laughs> Everybody, but, stop yeah. what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. You have to run. You're like uh, slapping forks out of people's hands. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, you know, it was day in, day in uh, that. And then, you know, on top of uh, I got, I was, had a front row seat to the family issues every day with this father, son dynamic. Yeah. They would literally like fist fight. And I was like, God damn, is this my life? <laughs> what, what, what is going on? But I, you what know, it I was, do? it was honestly, it was 2008. I had friends losing jobs left and right. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm actually in an industry that's doing well and thriving, I guess a little bit. So I wrote it out and was miserable and probably had more heartburn than I cared to admit. Taking, what is that? Zantac every day. Yeah, yeah. Candy. Um, I, I think the last thing I'll throw out there, because I mean, we we could probably go on for hours and hours more yeah. about this. But uh, the last thing I'll throw out, a, a great, great job that I had was warehouse music. I mentioned it was one of the mall jobs I had. They trained me up in Gwinnett Mall. Uh, and this is an unfortunate theme of me, uh, of my career is I would go somewhere just to like, I just want to go here and I want to work and do the job. And because I'm slightly above the lowest common denominator, I would get promoted everywhere that I went, even if I didn't want it. You'd go in and do your job well. Right. Keith, kind of like you were saying about Mm -hmm. just wanting to stay outdoors and not Mm -hmm. get that promotion to work indoors. Uh, So I got hired as an assistant manager and that's all I wanted at the time. They were like, well, we want you to run a store. We'll give you this much money. Uh, I was like, Fuck. okay, fine. Okay. We're going to send you to the Shambly store. 
and we want you to, we, the, it's got a bad staff. The manager's been gone for months. We can't get anybody in there. Just go down there and do your thing. We know you're going to work really hard and it'll be great. Fine. All right. Went down there. This was 2001. I know that because I was working there for 9-11. Uh, and this is a Shambly Warehouse Music was a former Turtles. <laughs> That had never been renovated. Wow. They literally oh. just slapped a warehouse music sign on the front huh. inside Turtles carpet, Turtles bin, Turtles cash wrap. Um, I found Turtle coins. Of, Turtle, Turtle coins. coins. I was about to say that. Books of stamps. Nice. Uh, all the stamps. All the stamps. In there. Uh, I have a book of stamps somewhere. They had CDs and because all of the bins were made for records. Right. So it was CDs in the long security things in record bins. Wow. Uh, I mean, and it was a fucking dump. <laughs> there was a smell at the cash wrap when I started there. I was like, what is the smell? And then the guys that worked there, I don't, I don't want to get too into it, but they were, I don't even know how to describe these guys. They were the cast of a, of a, like, a uh, Harmony Corinne movie. <laughs> um, oh, it's just, uh, it just smells funky up here. It's just weird. It's been like that for a while. So I got on with the district manager. I was like, look, there's some kind of smell up here. We need to get somebody in here to figure this out. Cause this is insane. Like this, this is not okay for customers. Uh, there was a dead possum under one of the counters. Oh, That's under hilarious. the counter. Oh, oh God. Jesus. Uh, so this place was a fucking nightmare, but in a weird way, I loved it because it gave me the opportunity to get in there and do some work. I love mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm into what I'm doing, I love working. I, like I, I said, masquerade was hard work, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. So this, I was like, man, I see what I want to do with this store. So I'm in, let's get this done. Uh, and unfortunately my boss, the district manager is the most just reprehensible prick I've ever worked for in my life. Uh, did not like me, like specifically oh, yeah. did not. Cause I came from somebody else's district and then they wanted me to fix up this store, but it was in this other pricks district. So I ended up working for him. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was a fucking nightmare the whole time. I, I did the best I could. I replaced the, I got a new staff in there who stayed. I ended up, calling the guy that had hired me that I worked for before and saying, I can't work for this fucking prick anymore. <laughs> Give me an assistant manager job in any of your stores and whatever, get me out of here. I can't, I can't deal with this guy. So I ended up going and being an assistant manager in another store and had a great time there. Uh, but yeah, it was that, that Shambly warehouse music. Wow. Just, uh, it, it was, it was like, it was straight out of the seventies, but this, but it was 2001. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise like that job work, I worked there for probably a little over a year and uh, it was, it was all I was working with, working with music. Yeah. Listen to How whatever you that? want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. get Anything you want to hear. People trading in CDs. I, I got my whole CD collection came from there. I've got every single Prince album on CD, including the black album, which is, not easy to get uh, from working there. Like everything came through there. It was, That's it was great. great.
but but that one prick who just <laughs> the the worst person I've ever worked for, and that's including the dickhead at Chick Fil A who who made us cut our hair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sucks. All right, guys. Uh, I, I think that's as much dumb old jobs as as we can do in one episode blast mm-hmm. from the past thanks yeah, right actually, yeah. I, I i knew it would be a fun one uh before we go though you got to tell us about your podcast where we can find it what are you guys talking about keith what do you got Me? yeah oh. <laughs> come on man well yeah well you can find us at the clown is down um we are experimenting right now with a, a, a on, on um when we're releasing it <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're changed. We, we've taken a little uh, a month off. Last month off, life, life kind of happened. Uh, real life yeah. kind of happened. So um, we took we took about a month off, but we're uh, actually I don't I don't this is coming out this weekend, I guess. Yeah, we're still we're still um, trying to do th- uh, the first Thursday and uh, last Thursday of the month. Um, we uh, we got our our what we go ahead. You go ahead. I, I'm rambling. Here. Oh, we're gonna do the uh, the first and third Thursdays of every month now. Um, just putting out two two regular format podcast just two jerks talking about jerky stuff i think we talk about leaf blowers in our new uh our new podcast well every <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to be pigeonholed every every episode that i listen to uh i i am usually talking to like i'll listen in the car <laughs> i'll be talking to the stereo like yes i i know exactly what you're talking about or you know how could you say that about that, you dumb dumbs? Like, yeah. it's a very, for, for, for me personally, it's a very interactive show. Which well, awesome. Is why, yeah, like a choose your own why, adventure. Yeah, yeah. Well, except you don't get to choose. You just get to yell at, at Pete and Keith uh, <laughs> coming out of your cell phone. But that's why I like having you guys on the show to actually interact and talk about stuff like this. Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, we New love Clown it. Is, New Clown is down. Probably came out yesterday. Uh, if you guys are listening, cause this'll, this'll go up Friday. So it'll be, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow for us and yesterday for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's accurate. Spotify is, uh, is where you can find us. Uh, yeah, that's where I live. Yeah. Where, that's where, where you get all in. And, uh, yeah. clown is down. Uh, you search at clown is down on Instagram. You find us there and we always put out the link to the new show up there. Well, thanks for coming on guys. And uh, I'll be talking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for Definitely. having us, man. Yeah. Thank you. So I've known, I could probably do a year's worth of podcasts just talking to Pete. I've known that guy since 96. Uh, So for a few years now. And we've uh, shared many experiences together. Uh, I love talking to him. I love talking to Keith. I've I've known Keith almost as long. Uh... Uh, but that was a fun time. I enjoyed that conversation. I hope you did as well. Next week's episode, episode 400, the greatest invention of all time. We had a, another exciting evening of drinking and debating where we determined the greatest invention of all time. It is a landmark episode for Needless Things. Uh, like I said, episode 400. This is a big one, so be sure and tune in. Tell your friends about the Needless uh, needless Things Everything. The YouTube channel, Audible Interlude, the podcast. Uh, throw it all out there. Let the people know. Um, 
what else? Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. I mentioned it before. Uh, it's out there. Uh, the big thing is the Needless Things Instagram. Uh, check that out. It's, it's Is it Needless Things underscore? No, that's Twitter. Don't bother with the Twitter. The Twitter's no good. I don't know what to do with Twitter. It's, it's dumb. Uh, oh, the Needless Things Tea Public Store, where you can buy yourself some, some Needless Things merch. Uh, that's all I got, you guys. Uh, it's, it's been actually a pretty nice, pretty decent week. Not having a bad time at all. Uh, time to go play some more Lego Star Wars. Uh, I love it. It's great. I love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.